0: On this week's episode, I wanted to discuss or try to discuss as eloquently as I can the different dimensions of aging and how embracing that process can help us become better musicians. So you might be asking yourself, like, why did I decide to talk about this topic? And the reality is that I had a conversation with a friend of mine about sports and how interesting it is that When we were growing up, our favorite soccer players or our favorite baseball players, basketball players, they seemed to be these grown men, adults that were so much older than us and experienced than us. And they had beards and, you know, it just seemed like like adults. And in a blink of an eye, we're rooting for our same sport franchises, but the quarterbacks of the team are seven years younger than us or we're looking up to young players and how that sort of happened in a blink of an eye. And as it relates to music, you know, I guess maybe in drumming it can apply more. I don't want to say more, but it it definitely applies, I guess, um, more often than, than in other instruments, but it seems like it's a young man's game. It's such a physical instrument that, um, And without realizing, you're looking up to younger musicians that are faster, they're stronger, they're doing things that technically they're very hard to do. And that seems to happen in a blink of an eye. So it kind of inspired me to discuss or talk about a little bit about how that can kind of creep up on you and how, again, that could be advantageous for us as musicians. As you know, I always try to look at the positives, but sometimes looking at somewhat of the uh, on the negative side of things can help us try to not become that person. So in terms of aging, and, and again, I don't presume to tell you how we're supposed to embrace the aging process and what aging gracefully means, but what I can tell you is that in my experience, I have seen how people have become jaded through the years in music, for whatever reason. And this can sort of manifest in a few different ways that I always try to not let it be the way I live or the way I behave. So a few examples. One of them is saying that there is no good music, good new music out there. I I think that's the easiest way of sounding old and bitter and out of touch which is saying that. And I think it's absurd. Of course, there is incredible new music out there constantly. Uh, Just the way that we consume it might be different or might be a little foreign to us. Maybe nobody, you know, within the 40 to 55-year age range, uh, they don't listen to SoundCloud or they're not SoundCloud users, but every kid is doing that, and that's how they consume music. There's bound to be an amazing group artist song that you can find only on that avenue. Uh, to give you an example, even though it's not modern music, the, the instrument of, of the handpan that I love that you he- you've heard me speak about in the past, a lot of the music or handpan music that I listen to is or per- comes from SoundCloud. So it might have nothing to do necessarily with the the modern age of the, the composition, but just the way that I intake it. So anyway, that's that part. Another way of sounding very out of touch and very jaded and bitter and sort of old, I guess, is expressing dislike for urban music or EDM or whatever is popular. Like I've always thought that that is so crazy because when we were younger, that's what we were listening to. The the equivalent of that, you know, when we were younger or when I was younger and I was listening to certain rock music or certain types of hip hop, it was urban music. And it's pretty silly for me to at this day, uh, in this day and age to to criticize whatever the youth is listening to, because that's who I was. That's what I was listening to. I didn't want to listen to what my parents were listening to. I wanted to listen to something completely different. And it, if it, it was a disruptive thing in my home, then that was, I was in a good path. It, it could be punk music, it could be power metal, or it could be certain types of hip hop. For me, it was like gangster rap. And it was great. And to, to, to think that now a 35-year-old me would criticize the same behavior that I was taking part in many years prior, I think it's a little silly. Now, if I may get a little more serious for a second, I do think that there's an area, an arena, where it could be very, very dangerous to be bitter and all that stuff. And it doesn't have to do with ourselves. That's our problem. If we're bitter, if we're jaded, that has a direct effect on us and our lives and our choices and everything surrounding ourselves. However, when we project that bitterness and those jaded thoughts and we project it on our students or we take it out on them for whatever reason, that is really, really, really bad in my opinion because the student is nowhere near responsible and shouldn't be responsible for whatever mistake you have made or we have made in our careers and we shouldn't just load that on them, because I don't think is productive at all. Can the student learn from it? And can they pick up on our bitterness and us being jaded and say to to themselves, like, oh, I don't want to be like that person? Sure. But that's not the point that we cannot let that be out there in the universe and just hope that they're not going to learn from us or that they're going to learn to not be us. Who wants to do that? Nobody wants to put themselves in that situation where we hope that people learn from us by trying not to be us and that can't be the goal. So, if you are a musician and a teacher and you feel like you catch yourself saying how there's no good music or that what we listen to is much better than what they listen to or that, you know, the typical the the student comes up to you with a, an example of progressive rock and or a, a new band that they're listening to, and your reply instead of understanding where they come from and listening to their the, to their songs, your reply is like, "Well, they can never be as good as Rush," or "No, man, Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer is even better. Like these guys were doing it before them. Like there might be some truth to that, but you cannot load or unload your your opinions and your thoughts about what you think should be onto these students because they might not understand it." Now, on a positive note, to basically wrap this whole thing up, I think it's very important to look up to younger musicians. Like I mentioned, on a drum drumming perspective, it has to do with maybe the physicality of it all, uh, different ways of, of playing, different gear that's out there and how they implement it. But as it relates to not only drums, but other instruments, it's very beautiful because These kids are learning things that we didn't learn because of our culture, because of social media, because of a million things. And of course, we can learn from them. It would be absurd to assume that we cannot learn from anybody just because they're younger than us. And that's fine. If you're a person that doesn't want to learn from young people, that's great. You are opening up an avenue for other people like myself and other people that do like to learn from younger people to express our thoughts and learn and create and develop more humility. And I think that's a that's the the bottom line and the most important part of all this is that I cannot think of many better examples about learning uh about um humility than learning from a young person, a student or an up-and-coming musician to basically kick our butts and realize like wow, So-and-so is doing this, and they learn it in three years, and I've been working on this for 15, and I still don't get it properly. What am I doing wrong? What can I do better? What can I learn? So our experiences are that, our own, they're unique, and we got to embrace them. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Music Mentor Podcast.